0: Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. I am super excited today to introduce you guys to one of our local authors here in Johnston County. Guys, I am so blessed to have Hope Doherty here on the show today. Thank you so much, Hope, for being here.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Jen.
0: Oh, I gotta tell y'all about Hope. I just met Hope recently in Mm Jostin County in the writers group, and then we got to hang out at Railroad Days in Selma. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful that she's here with us today to share her story and her wonderful books with us guys. She holds a master's degree in English and she taught at East Carolina University and York Technical College. Her novels include Irish Encounter, Mars with Venus Rising, Rescued Hearts, and Forever Music. Her recent novella was included in Candy Cane Wishes and Saltwater Dreams. She and her husband delight in visits with their daughters and twin sons. Then... Guys, I just have to say this before we even get started. Um, Having to learn a little bit more about Hope when we were doing our interview, and it was like – I know Hope loves Jesus, and she also loves the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I just want to let y'all know that Jesus comes first, (laughs) and and we can sit here and have us a great conversation and laugh about it, even though we do have rival teams in the NFL. Uh uh (laughs) But uh, it's so nice to uh, be here with you,
1: Hope. Talk to me about what's been happening in your author life well the biggest the newest thing is the novella that you mentioned and this is candy cane wishes and saltwater dreams and my publisher just did this one in hardback so it's offered in hardback as well as softback so that was pretty cool it's absolutely
0: beautiful Mm -hmm. love the cover Mm -hmm.
1: and i'm along with four other um author so there's five of us five stories in one book all set at the beach different beaches all set at Christmas time
0: so talk to me too about your journey because after going on and exploring a little bit I saw that your Mars with Venus rising came out in 2015
1: mm-hmm. first sweet romance for you huh well that that's the interesting thing um actually the first one was, Irish encounter. And this was with first this one and all three of the first th- these three were done with Mantle Rock. And last summer, um, Scrivenings Press brought all bought all of the books from Mantle Rock and um all the back um the back The, the yeah. back list. And so now I had a new publishing date, but actually this one came out in 2015 also. This was the first one.
0: Okay. I was going to ask you because when I was out looking and it was saying 2020, 2020, and then yep. July 1st, 2020, I was like, man, you talk about rapid release. No, no, we no, were, no,
1: no. <laughs> I was going to say this one was in May of 2015. And okay. then the one you mentioned Mars with Venus rising was in um, August of uh, 2020. 15 also.
0: Yeah. Which is still a cool rapid release schedule for you that year. How did that feel having both books just explode on the scene like that?
1: Well, it, it was really interesting. I had written both books earlier. And if you, you, you know about the publishing, um, industry, um, it took me a while to get published. Some people say that six years is the average, and it was for me exactly six years from the time I started this book and um, in May of um, 2009, uh, oh, 2009, and then when it was published in 2015. Uh, Celebration
0: moment. Celebration.
1: So I I was writing even though I and pitching and not getting um published for a while. So
0: and then you got the call or you got the
1: email and I I did. In 2013, I met um I, I went to a um writers conference and met the man who would become my agent, Jim Hart. In 2013, in 2014, I signed the contracts, and then they were published in 2015.
0: So nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I know in the uh, heart agency, one of their agents has been at the Writing Warriors for Jesus conference that we held last year, and she gave us the agency do's and don'ts. Okay. And uh, yep. So I I know your agency. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really oh. respected in the industry, uh-huh. in the Christian market too. So talk to me a little bit about that book and then Mars with Venus rising. Was that with the same publisher or did you, it's a how did that one go?
1: It's a different one. Um, um Let's see this one. It, it's <laughs> this one is the one I wrote second, but signed a contract with first. And this one is with Pelican books and, so, and you can see the difference in the covers a different graphic designer. So um. So we signed Mars with Venus Rising, and then um, actually that company had passed on Irish Encounter, and then my agent um, showed it to another one, and she was the one who picked it up, Mantle Rock, at that time. And uh, But this is the one that I always say God invited me onto the fiction path with, Uh. because I wasn't, even though I always wanted to write a book, I never really thought that I could it was just I, I couldn't figure out. I, I it just seemed too difficult and scary. <laughs> and I so, so
0: love what you said, how God invited you on the path.
1: It's the truth. Um <sighs> my oldest daughter was just weeks away from graduating high school and I knew that in two years my second daughter, in two years after that the twins, and I was working myself out of a job. And so I'd always wanted to write and I was going to write something for um, Guideposts magazine, if you're familiar with that. And so I was going to write something for that. And I sat down at my desk and I wrote what I thought might be the title. And I immediately started daydreaming about um, a woman who was on a trip to Ireland and she was sitting in um, a little pub, cafe, uh, writing in her journal. And when I started seeing that, I saw a little man come up to her, start talking to her in an Irish cap. He had a tweed vest. And I started to hear their conversation. But then to her left was another man, and he was eavesdropping. And he was sitting there in a safari outfit. And I thought <laughs> this is they're in Ireland, and he looks like um Africa and i thought that was much more interesting than what oh god. i planned to write exactly and so i started just writing down everything i saw everything i heard and that that afternoon what i saw and heard and wrote down on a yellow pad not even a laptop um became one of the early scenes in irish encounter so i i was thinking about something else and god said no nope. Why don't you write this? And that truly is how it started.
0: I love this story. I also love how quirky it is Mm -hmm. and how unique it is. And just we've got to talk about the emotion around that, too. Like you're sitting in your space with your focus and with your mind on one thing. And then God gives you these images that are like completely foreign. Mm -hmm. Because you weren't in your fiction mindset.
1: Mm-mm.
0: So I, I that trying, had you know. to feel just out of this world.
1: It was so much fun. Um, we we had traveled to Ireland a couple of times. So I did have that in my mind, you know, scenes like that. Um, but I had never thought about writing it. And I, it was just, that was even scary too, because... I had so much fun doing it. At the end of that session, when my children started coming home from school and I had to stop, I was sad to leave the characters. I already loved them, even though I didn't know what exactly was going on. But the next day, I was really scared again that I wouldn't be able to continue. And I really wanted to find out what was happening with these characters. So you're thinking
0: that you were scared that maybe the story would stop with you, with your last letter
1: exactly because i had tried before i could come up with an idea but couldn't flesh it out i could um, i've written scenes not connected with anything else you know with dialogue and characters and so all of that had happened before and i did not want it to write, to happen this time i wanted to write these character stories
0: but you know that's a god thing Mm -hmm. He was the one that was gifting you with the story the whole entire step of the way.
1: Absolutely. Because sometimes if I got stuck, um, I'd say, oh, I know where she is here and I want to get her here. And I don't know. So please (laughs) help me. Truly, I would pray. How do I get Ellen from here to there and then start writing? And I always felt I felt like it was almost like a holy time. Not saying that I was writing something like the Bible, but I was trying to be obedient to what God was wanting me to do. That's the way I look at it.
0: And then you have Irish encounter and it was born. Yes. And when you finish that first round and then you had the full manuscript pieces of scenes and characters that were alive to you that you loved. What did you do next? Did you know that was one that you were going to go right away? Did you get beta groups? Did you have a critique group?
1: I, not at the very beginning. My husband was the one who said, hey, you've been spending so much time. What are you going to do with this? All this effort, all this time. And I said, what do you mean? I'm having fun. Why do I have to do anything with it? You're spending so much time. Of course you want to do something with it. And I found a book. Um, at a bookstore. And uh, the title um, was something like How to Write the Christian Romance. Because at that time, I knew it was a romance. I knew it was Christian fiction. And it just went through the whole thing. At the back of the book, um, the author listed several um, writing conferences. And one of them takes place every year in Asheville, Blue Ridge Mountains um, Christian Writers Conference. And I just sort of off the cuff mentioned that to my husband. And he said, you've got to go, you've got to go. And So I went to that conference in May of 2010. I I started writing this in 2009. And in May of 2010, that's when I started meeting other people in the business. And I did get a critique group. um, But I started realizing that, oh, writing is a business. The editors, (laughs) the agents, all that kind of thing uh, the social media stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) all of that was happening, um, at, from that point, really learning a lot, a huge learning curve. It wasn't just me sitting in here (laughs) writing. There's a lot of other stuff going on.
0: Which aren't you glad you learned all of that early though?
1: Yeah, it was very helpful because one of the things they said early on was, you know, a writer needs, um, a website and I kept thinking, why I have nothing. I don't uh, but, yes, but you. it's true. I know. It's so people, true. People people want readers want to have a landing place. They want to find out about you if if they like what you're doing, if they're interested in you and if you and if you are connecting with them. So that was a huge thing that I had to be convinced <laughs> of. But I early on I did get that and started writing a blog and that that stuff so I, I got that that piece of information and that was helpful yeah
0: so you realized it was a business early on just yes. started you know over that hurdle of being convinced i love how you said that cuz you <laughs> were skeptical at first like yes. wait But, you know, that is the introverted dream of ours is to sit in our room filled with books and love your room, by the way. Such a dream of mine to have a bookshelf room that one day my husband is going to build in our new place. Mm -hmm. But that's hopefully my studio. Um, You know, that is a dream of ours, just to write.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Write the stories and then go story. But it just doesn't work that way.
1: No, <laughs> we have to come on podcasts and talk with other people. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> and, you I'll thank you, and thank you for being here too, because, you know, it's so lovely to hear different stories mm-hmm. and how God voices through us, through character, mm-hmm. his salvation or his hope mm-hmm. or his love. And that is such a powerful mediator. The book is such a powerful mediator. Mm-hmm. And then to hear how the author breaks through whatever that initial uh like or the person beside an author like your husband mm-hmm. so props to your husband because yeah. he said well what you doing with this mm-hmm.
1: it was okay. for him it was because of him yeah pushing nudging <laughs> getting you me know, out of my box
0: but that is so wonderful though because yes. that is how you know christian community works and that is how it's meant to be mm-hmm. yeah
1: He's because support. Mm-hmm. Do
0: you think you would have just sat on Irish Encounter for a while?
1: I'm sure longer. Yes. Maybe I would have done something because I did have that book and I did see, you know, the, the, um, writer's conferences in the back, but he was the one that said, no, you have to go. I'll take care of the children. I can do it. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. And so he, pushed me out the door
0: (laughs) and just think about a random book on the shelf that you could have had from many other choices of books on amazon or anywhere yeah yet you happened to find this one
1: it was the only one on that shelf that day and it was um barnes and noble this was years ago so it it was just one little lonely book (laughs) about christian romance
0: calling your name yeah and then For you to see the peace for your next step so God could illuminate your path for your next step. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love how, you know, he connects the dots in our lives and and we can go back and look at it and say this led to this to this. Mm -hmm. And so after critiques and after betas how was that editing process, the revision and the moving through? How did how did you cope with that as the first time author with your story?
1: It was difficult. I, I'd i pitch it to people. People were always so kind. And they'd say, well, like one um, editor said, you really started this in the wrong place. You started it way back here. You need to start it here. So every time I pitched it, I would get help that way. And then my um, critique group, we used to meet once a month and trade you know, chapters or a few pages and feedback that way. But I, truly, I was going to writers' conferences um, for several years. And that's, again, where I met my agent, that those are really important for learning, but also meeting other people, uh, editors, agents, but also writers too, so that you have that community.
0: Oh, yeah, because immunity is so important because Mm -hmm. you can feel so isolated Mm -hmm. or like in those moments where you need to reach out to a friend to celebrate. You need them right there to celebrate, too. Exactly. So because who else knows it better? I mean, than our family and then those that are on the same journeys with us, you know, on the same path to bring God glory through word. So so now you've got Irish Encounter. And it hit. And then you got Mars with Venus rising. Mm -hmm. I know that was such a whirlwind time for you because both books hitting out there. What kind of things did you learn with the promotion and the marketing
1: and and all of that when it first hit? That you really have to work at. it, (laughs) And it's something that I think a lot of times because a lot of writers are introverts. I don't think it comes easily to a lot of people. Um. I really enjoy this kind of thing, talking about the writing process. I love having book events. Um, What I don't enjoy is calling to set those up and asking, (laughs) hey, would you like, can you? Um, So that is the hard part for an introvert to say, hey, I've got something I think you might be interested in kind of thing.
0: But we do it because our books matter.
1: Yes. That's, yeah. that's the mindset you have to have. And for a long time, I didn't have that mindset.
0: What was that shift for you? What changed that?
1: I don't know for sure. Yeah, I because- really don't. I mean, it's just, it's been a long process. I mean, since 2015. Right. right. So it's just been knocking and realizing that people do love it. I had a, I had another, a thing to overcome and because you, you mentioned that I taught English I taught literature and I think I had to get that out of my mind that I'm writing entertainment but entertainment with a purpose because of the spiritual thread in it but it's not literature it's not Jane Eyre you know and I I think I had to really work through that and you know there's all kinds of books for all kinds of people <laughs> Right, and there and there and there is a place for all of those books. So, so as you were researching,
0: you said that you had traveled to Ireland. Let's go back to your baby that started it all. So we'll kind of focus in on Irish Encounter because I love, and and I love that that's the one I chose for the background too. Yeah, to add to this, it's like that's the one. um, Even though I had my dates down and my notes, uh, so I'm glad you you shared all of that with us. Um, But going back to Irish Encounter knowing that you were, you know, researching, you'd been there, what were some good things that helped you get through the day-to-day process? What were some things that helped you with your writing process? Because you had to separate, I'm not Jane Eyre, this isn't it, this isn't those kind you know, were you reading a lot within the genre? What were some things that you were doing for research?
1: I was reading in the genre, um, um. Christian fiction. At that time, not a lot, let's see, if you wrote uh, Regency England, um, that was one of the times that an editor would be excited or an agent would be excited about something set outside the United States. That was another thing I kept hearing, Irish doesn't really sell or out. Most of the people I went to said, we want united states or you know (laughs) home thing that but that was years ago that was 2010 and 11. Mm -hmm. um the, the the editor who told or the agent who told me that um i had said it too far too early was one of the few who said the irish doesn't bother me i don't mind it being set in ireland so there were a few now there are plenty of books set all over the place in Christian fiction, but that was one of the things that um, I didn't have a lot of other Irish books to read or, or in the Christian fiction. I did have some in, in the secular fiction, but um, I did that. I kept a journal when I was over there. So I kind of looked back at that. We have maps here just to get places. And I Googled a lot of things too, because yes, I had been there, but just the Google helped so much now. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm.
0: Can you imagine us trying to write back in the day without the resources? Like I,
1: I don't want to. I know. I know. But you
0: said you've wanted to be a writer for such a long time. Where mm-hmm. did all of that passion start with you? I mean, you majored in literature and English, and mm-hmm. so I know and you've
1: always loved books. Yes, I have, and writing, and um, I just I always loved putting words together and reading good books and. So I was always interested in magazines, that kind of writing, not reporting. So you had to have a a daily deadline. Um, I like taking my time. So that's why I was, I think, drawn to magazine writing because you have a few more months instead of just days or weeks. And so I've just always been one of those words person.
0: And so did you write for magazine prior?
1: I did. I I wrote for uh, some local magazines. We used to live in Charlotte, and we also used to live in Pittsburgh. So I wrote for some (laughs) local magazines and some essay expository pieces for newspapers, but I was never um, a reporter.
0: But how about that compared to the fiction world?
1: It's different. It's Uh, a different kind of writing, and you really do have to learn a different way of writing. So that was something interesting to me because I thought, oh, I know how to write. (laughs) But I didn't exactly know how to write fiction. So did you, when you were working with your plot, you said you knew where you
0: wanted it to go. So you had the ending already mapped out. How much of that did you plot ahead of time?
1: I don't really plot, Jan, And I know I've heard you talk about that. I'm a seat of the pants writer. and and since I write romance, I mean, I have the overarching: they meet, they are attractive, they had a um, conflict, and then there's a resolution and happy happily ever after. So I have that, but everything else is, you know, it just sort of happens. Like when you read a book, it sort of happens that way.
0: So maybe there was my, a little bit of that fear of what is it going to be like tomorrow
1: exactly I
0: didn't know and, a and, lot then of approach, and then approaching the blank page how many times were you surprised
1: a lot <laughs> most of the time because I am thinking, oh okay that sounds good and then, <laughs> then we'd go yeah oh
0: I love yeah, it but. so much so talk to me about some of the other things that you've got going on in your life too, because I know a little bit more about you. You send me some little things and I'm like, wait, assess some 150 Talk to me about your flying or crocheting, listening to live music. Come on, Hope. You're so interested.
1: I want to hear more. I want to hear it. I had always wanted to fly, um, learn how to fly. And so before I got married and when I was teaching, so I was a single, you know, sophisticated person. I thought, <laughs> um, I took flying lessons when I lived in Rock Hill. When I lived in Charlotte, I took rock, um, lessons in Rock Hill. And I soloed a Cessna. I never got my license, but it was a lot of fun. And I used some of those uh, things that I learned in this one because there is a plane. There's a pilot in in this Mars with Venus rising. So I, I knew a little bit about what was going on in that book because of the time.
0: Love it so much. And then we've got to go back to and talk about throughout all of these years, holding on to the words that the Lord gave you. What are some things that authors can do after you know years go by? You've got your collection here. What are some things that you think that authors can do to really just help illuminate the books, even those that were on your back list? I know you've got your new one that just came out on the 28th. Your novella right. just came out, but you know, talking about can't leave those old ones behind because mm-hmm. they're still so worthy to be shouted out. Like, what are mm-hmm. some advice tips that you could give to authors about that with their backlist?
1: I every now and then, um, on my Instagram or my um, readers page Facebook readers page I might just do a um a picture with one of the books in the background, or I will say something, um, or a blog again about it. Um, if something Irish encounter almost every March, um, I have some friends who will put the shot up about, you know, for St. Patrick's day, um, things like that. So, um, that's, that's one thing I do. Um, my, um, My publisher is really good about giving us um, Facebook parties, all of her authors, and we can, you know, bring um, uh, like um, ideas that we thought of when we were writing this book or somehow bring it. We'll have a little Facebook party. And so that's another way that but that my publisher helps. Yeah.
0: So. so you got to talk to me, too, about Forever Music. I absolutely love all of your covers, by the way, Hope. Well, they're just I
1: phenomenal think, covers. I but. think they are, too. I think they're beautiful. And oh. the same person um, did these. So You're gorgeous. Yeah. They're yeah. just
0: gorgeous. Uh, talk to me about Forever Music because you also play music yourself.
1: I do. I play the piano. And Forever Music is set in Charlotte. That's where I lived for a little while. And um, it is... It tells the story of Josie and she is the youngest sister, the baby sister, and she has three older brothers. And um, she they all play the piano. And she meets this man <laughs> who um, is in the wrong job. He is um, trying to uh, make partner in a law firm, but it's because of his dad. And so its it's their story. But also, Ben is the oldest brother, and his story is the one in a Hatteras. Surprise. I love it.
0: I love that cross. So, Did you plan that? Did you know that Ben was going to one day have his place in a book?
1: Um, I decided, well, why don't I try to do a series? Because that's, that's one of those things that publishers will say, hey, people love series. And so, that's one reason I gave her three brothers. And I thought I would write their stories, but I thought I would write one of the other stories first, one of the other brothers. But several people say, oh, I want to hear what happens to Ben. So that's why I put him in the novella. I, I was not planning a novella. And I was planning to write another brother first, but it happened differently.
0: I just love it, Hope, because it's, it's like you're going this path. And then all of a sudden, again, oh, yes, then you're following a completely different path and then just embracing it.
1: <laughs> I that that is the best way.
0: But, but you know, way. when you said that you were writing, it was so much fun. Your whole face just lit up with
1: the word fun. It was fun.
0: Yes. Like, like joy, author joy.
1: Well, I think some, when you're doing what God wants you to do, when you're being obedient, a lot of times you can have joy. I mean, sometimes he has people do really, really scary things, <laughs> and this was scary to me, and it still is. Um, I, I'm working on a another brother's story right now, and I sent it to a couple of people, and I know there there are some problems, and it's scary, you know, to hear their feedback, but I want to make it better, so that's. What's happening?
0: Is it scary because writing is so vulnerable?
1: Yes. Your, one time my husband said, told me that one of his friends is reading a book, and I said, oh, you know, I groaned. <laughs> and he he said, yeah, I told them that you always feel naked when you find out somebody's reading your book. And that's the truth. I mean, because even though I'm not the character – I am on every page and the characters have me in them, in their characteristics. Some of them, some of my characteristics show up.
0: Well, you can't just separate it sometimes because Mm -hmm. it it is our, it is our loves. It's our loves. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then parts of us get pulled out and poured out.
1: Yes, exactly. And Mm -hmm. you're there for people to judge. (laughs)
0: But when it's for God and it's for God first, there's freedom in that.
1: That's true. That's true. So
0: we are clothed in his righteousness. Yes. And we pass along our books. That's true. That's true. Maybe maybe not as naked as we thought when we first handed it, because we had been clothed with his righteousness and he has been for him. That's true. And like you said, there's a book for everybody. I Mm -hmm. loved it. You know, there's a book for everybody. Mm -hmm. So Hope's got some books that you guys need to check out because I think Hope's books are for everybody. So Hope, tell us some last words of wisdom.
1: Um, if you are a writer, keep writing, especially if you think that's what God is calling you to do. Um, even in all those years, six years, I was writing um, three of those years without an agent without a contract. Um, And just having an agent didn't, you know, give me a quick pass to the publishing. Um, It took time after I got the agent. And um, just it's perseverance. (laughs) If you just keep at it. And while God has something for you, before the publishing. You're, you're honing, you're meeting other writers, you know, building your uh, community, but also building your platform with your social media stuff. So there's so much to do before you get to that publishing. So yeah. keep so, that in mind.
0: Yes, keep it in mind, keep diligent and persevere because mm-hmm. our words matter. Yes. Yes, I hope. How can people contact you? Where do you uh, most live on social media?
1: Uh, well, I have a readers page as Hope Toller Dockerty and I'm, I've really been enjoying the pretty pictures on Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh. So that those two—I mean, I'm on Twitter too, BookBub, and Goodreads, but um, I don't do a lot on Twitter. But I'm, you love
0: the Instagram aesthetics,
1: I really do. The pretty pictures—it's mm-hmm. uh, easy, it. yeah. But so, I do have a readers page on Facebook, Hope Toller Dockerty readers page. So.
0: going to find it. I'm going to go and like it right now as soon as we get off. And, guys, I'm going to have all of the links in the description below so you can go check out Hope's collection. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to hear that you've got a new book in the process that you're working through. Another brother on the scene from Forever Music, guys. All Mm -hmm. right. So, Hope, thank you so much for joining me today on Jen Lowry Writes. It's just been so awesome to talk with you today and to meet you. And I hope that we can continue to talk. And communicate and share what the Lord's been doing. So send me messages, keep up and uh, just, just love it. So thanks guys. Thank you, Jen. I enjoyed it. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry writes. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you.